Welcome to the Victoria's Counselor Podcast. I'm Victoria, a licensed therapist in the state of Georgia. This podcast discusses mental health, the intersection of science and scripture, and assists my listeners in walking in victory. Give me a follow on Instagram at the Victoria's Counselor. And if you love what you hear, hit that subscribe button. Hope you enjoy. What is up, Victorious listeners? Wow, it has been a while since I have released a new episode. And I know that some of you guys are probably wondering where the heck have I been? And maybe not. Maybe this is your first time joining us on the, on the podcast. Um, but I can I can briefly say that it, I know it has been a while. It's been a few months. And the end of 2021 was pretty hectic for me. And I ended up having to just take a step back from a few things and, you know, of course, practice what I, what I tell my clients, you know, and step away, make sure that I am not going to burn out over here. Um, but yeah, really wanting to be intentional about tuning into what the Holy Spirit had to say to me. So I did not release some episodes for a while. I just, sorry, you guys, I I just refuse to release content with no real pull from the Holy Spirit or, you know, no real message. So there's that. We'll probably talk more about that in the future, in future podcast episodes. For now, I'm going to pivot back to our current topic today. Welcome back to the Victoria's Counselor Podcast. We are jumping into a discussion about feelings today. And some of you all might think that this sounds silly because feelings may seem basic. And in this episode, I'm hoping that afterwards you feel differently, of course, but we're going to do a deep dive, talk about the basics of feelings, what it means to process a feeling. And of course, we're going to jump into some scripture study and talk about maybe what the Bible Well, not maybe. We are going to talk about what the Bible (laughs) says about feelings, where we see feelings mentioned in the word. And hopefully that will give us some good context and a good starting point. This is going to be a two segment series. Um, We're going to talk about feelings, the the basics. Sorry, I can't speak today. The basics today, feelings 101, and then the next episode will be feelings 201. And that will close out the first season of the Victoria's Counselor Podcast. So without further ado, let's jump right in. I'm going to start with what Google has as the definition of feeling. So I have two different definitions here, one for feelings and one for emotions. So Google defines feelings as, open quote, an emotional state or reaction, close quote. Google also defines emotions as, open quote, a natural instinctive state of mind deriving from one's circumstances, mood, or relationships with others, close quote. So here we have two (laughs) very academic type definitions of feelings, emotions. And I think if we are just all sitting thinking, what is a feeling? Well, a feeling pops up when we may be triggered by something, right? So either we think of something, we are affected by somebody else's impact around us. We have a feeling that's related to that. Feelings come up whenever we're experiencing 
a shift in our emotional experience. So when a good thing happens, right, we may feel happy, we may feel excited, we may feel relief. When something scary happens, we might feel anxious or frightened. Um, Yes, I'm using these very elementary introductions to feelings to highlight that feelings are foundational and essential to our human experience. They give us insight into ourselves, our perception, and what our needs may be in the moment. And I want you guys to think about that last phrase, what our needs may be in the moment, because that's going to come in handy when we talk about processing feelings. Something to point out, feelings are not optional. So I know that there's someone out there listening and thinking that, you know, I don't got feelings. <laughs> um, I don't got time for that. You know, I just, I, I just do, I just work. And I'm here to give you a gentle reminder that that isn't true. Okay, so maybe you're somebody that avoids or (laughs) suppresses your feelings, but you definitely have them. Um, You guys would be surprised how important the act of feeling a feeling really is, right? So a lot of the groundwork, a lot of the, the real work that I do with my clients in their sessions, um, we really, it starts with getting a good understanding of how they experience their feelings. So if you are listening and wondering how you can make this happen, you know, I would suggest Googling a feelings wheel. Maybe you can screenshot it to have on your phone or, you know, print it out, keep it in your journal. I'll put a link in the comments, but I like to suggest that my clients check in with themselves daily about their feelings, right? So the act of noticing your feelings is the first and crucial step to doing any type of deeper work. If you guys were with me in the beginning of this season, when I talked about trauma in the brain and trauma processing, before we can do any of that, we have to understand how we exist with our feelings, right? We have to understand our feelings. We have to know how to pinpoint a feeling. We have to know what to do when we feel a feeling. Because if we don't, we're not going to be able to get to the deeper stuff, right? So I I want to use an, an analogy here, um, an example. Like if we're thinking about treating wounds, right? So let's let's think of like a minor inconvenience, something that slightly annoys you. That's like a little cut, right? A little, maybe a, a slight scratch, a little abrasion, Um, and of course, if it happens over and over again, right, like it could, it could add up, you know, so that slight cut turns into a deeper cut. And, you know, of course the deeper the cut gets, the more attention it needs to heal. And also if we think about a a deep wound, right? So like a bullet wound or, you know, getting a broken bone, you're going to need a lot more than like some basic superficial band-aids, right? Or, you know, I mean, a band-aid is appropriate for like an abrasion, but it's not appropriate for a gunshot wound, right? So the point I'm trying to make is there are levels and there are different depths to our feelings. And if we do not know how to handle the slightest scratch, if we don't know how to check in with ourselves on a daily routine basis, then we're not going to understand our deeper feelings, right? If we can't stop and acknowledge our average everyday feelings, we won't be able to articulate the deeper wounds. Now, I definitely think that, you know, it's, it's difficult to 
if you're somebody who has never done this before, right? So if you're somebody who is used to moving through life without acknowledging feelings, yes, then that that can be somewhat scary, right? Because it became, and this is just me giving an example. Once again, this is not everyone's story, but I can say that I have several clients who did not feel as a form of protection, right? Because it was hurtful for them to feel. And whenever they did feel and acknowledge that they felt to somebody else, maybe a parent or a loved one support system, you know, their feelings were disregarded, trampled on. So, you know, the the solution that they come up with is to just not feel. And I just want to point out that that's okay. You know, if you're here in in this place where you don't feel feelings naturally or it's very difficult, I want to say you're not alone. Um, And, while we're on that note, I want us to look at some scripture, right? So let's talk about the Bible and feelings, because I think that this is the most important point to make, right? So first of all, I want to say that feelings are all up and through the Bible, <laughs> okay? Um, if we look at the entire book of Psalms, you know, there there are hundreds of Psalms, right? And there there's different... I want to say tones, but yeah, there's there's different psalms for different occasions, right? So there are the psalmists that are joyous and are praising God and experiencing, you know, this deep joy, which is a feeling. Okay, I'm going to point that out. And then there are the psalms where, you know, they're really lamenting and they're really expressing how they feel. Okay, keyword feel. Um, and that is intentional, right? So there is... There, There's no expectation that you as a person or as a believer should only feel joy a thousand percent of the time, right? That's not possible, okay? There's there's ups and downs, there's ebbs and flows for a reason. I think another really great verse that I often reference with clients is in John 11, 35, when Lazarus dies in Jesus the one who knew what was going to happen to Lazarus, he still wept, right? The literal verse says Jesus wept. (laughs) And I am floored every time I think of the fact that a perfect man, right? The only perfect man to ever exist, cried. And I want us to take a pause for a moment and acknowledge that Crying does not indicate weakness, right? The most powerful man, the, the man that literally defeated death, cried. So what does that mean about us, people who are flawed <laughs> and most certainly are not perfect? Why can't we acknowledge crying as an actual, as, as what it is, right? A feeling, not a weakness, not a defect in your personality. And I'm, I'm speaking mainly to well, not mainly, but I'm speaking to my men. I'm speaking to maybe my women who who also grew up being told that, you know, crying is not a sign of strength. I really just want you to think about that. Go back and read John 11, 35 and read around the context if you want to get more in-depth understanding. Um, my next scripture. So 1 Peter 5, 7, cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Mm. And I think this one's a popular one, especially for people dealing with anxiety. But I want us to notice that this verse does not say, do not acknowledge that you have anxieties, (laughs) right? It says, cast them 
once you recognize them onto the Lord. So we will be anxious. We will acknowledge that that is a feeling that we have. And it's not saying to sit there and stay in it. It's saying to cast it on the Lord. But the point I want to make in this episode is the feeling is there, right? So just a few examples. And like I said, 201, we're going to get more into feelings in the priority of feelings in our lives. But we, as y'all can see, there's there's feelings in the Bible. Okay. I think that's like number one point I want to make just to set the foundation here. So we've talked about people who maybe feel that their feelings don't exist <laughs> uh, or, you know, that they, they don't, they have difficulty feeling feelings. And on the opposing end, maybe you're somebody that feels all the time, right? So maybe you're thinking of that term in your feelings. You feel like that term was coined by you. Um, And you know what? You're probably in good company there too. (laughs) If you're someone that feels a lot of feelings, uh, it may be more difficult for you to control your feelings once you get riled up, right? So once you're triggered, maybe it's difficult to shut down the feelings that pop up for you. So I think now is a good time for me to bring up the window of tolerance and I'm going to put a link of what this is in the comments if you want to look further into it or if you want a visual while I'm talking. Um, This is a concept that I teach to all of my new clients before I start working with them. I think I mentioned earlier on in the podcast that I am EMDR trained, and this is definitely a, a really important concept when we're talking about any type of trauma treatment. But I want you to think of your window of tolerance as a comfort zone, right? So when it comes to regulating your emotions, the top end of your window is what we would call in the clinical field hyperarousal. It's when you experience a trigger or an emotional disturbance and you become flustered, frustrated. Maybe you notice that you're starting to breathe more quickly or hyperventilating. Um, Maybe some people want to fight. Maybe some people want to run. Like something is happening and you are being, you're entering, you're entering into hyperarousal. And the opposite end on the other side of that window of tolerance is hypoarousal, right? So when an emotional disturbance occurs and this causes you to shut down and maybe you experience lethargic or depressive feelings, the point is you're, you're on the other end of hyperarousal. Understanding this concept of the window of tolerance is really essential to understanding why our feelings may cause us to feel overwhelmed, irate, or want to just shut down and we feel lethargic and depressed. A lot of the work done throughout therapy is stretching out the window of tolerance, right? So your window of tolerance is actually the sweet spot where you can function normally, where you feel okay, right? You, you feel like you can take in information. I think we talked about in Trauma in the Brain and that series I did earlier in the first season, fight or flight, you know, kind of being in the amygdala. Well, your window of tolerance is when you're not in any of that. <laughs> you're optimistic. You're uh, sorry, can't speak. You're operating in your prime state, right? To take in information and to engage with people. That's what I would say the window of tolerance is, that sweet spot where you're taking in information and also you're able to engage without feeling hyper or hypo aroused. A lot of the work that therapists do, I want to just say me, but therapists do, I do with my clients is getting them to the point where they can stretch out to that window of tolerance, right? So they're essentially able to handle a lot more stressors and know what to do with them 
manage and regulate the emotions over time and not go into a state of panic or be sucked into a, a, a hole, a depressed hole, right? So now that we've talked about theory, I want to talk about the practicality behind the theory. And, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about what this means. So if you're listening and you're wondering, okay, how can I apply this? Here we go. Right here. We're going to jump in. If you've been on my Instagram page, you might have seen me share a couple of times a practical guide on feeling feelings. And I'm going to briefly talk through that again um, and give some extra steps and feedback that wasn't on the Instagram post. But we're going to just give a very general example. Let's say that you notice that you're feeling some type of way, because <laughs> that's typically what people say, or what I notice in myself, right? I can put myself out there. Um, I'm feeling some type of way. I'm feeling maybe not my usual self. Step one is to always identify the feeling, right? So like I mentioned earlier, grab a feelings wheel, grab a chart, Google feelings list, something, and choose a feeling that you think may be able to articulate what you're feeling in that present moment. Number two, step two, I always suggest to practice compassion. And I think it's really important, especially when we're talking about expanding our window of tolerance. Maybe this is a new concept, right? So maybe like feeling feelings is not something that you normally do. I want to remind everyone to not judge ourselves for our feelings that come up, right? If we notice ourselves feeling sad about something and we might we might want to rush to say, oh, well, I don't want to, I don't want to be negative about it. It's whatever. I don't want to be, I don't want to be perceived as that person. I don't care. You're not really helping yourself by suppressing or judging the feelings. So just want to put that out there. If we judge ourselves for our feelings immediately, we make it harder to acknowledge and get to the root of what's really going on. It takes longer, right? Step three, I would highly suggest you pray. Pray and ask God to help you as you begin to process these feelings. Right. He's the Holy Spirit is going to be <laughs> the main key component, you know, in, in getting you to a place where you feel comfortable doing this. So definitely pray, ask for guidance. And after you've prayed, think about what triggered the feeling. Right. So asking yourself what happened to get me in this space. Maybe you want to jot it down or journal. Another question I want you to ask, what need is going unmet right now? What I mean by that is perhaps you might see a picture of a couple and you are a, a single person, right? And seeing that picture caused feelings of insecurity, unhappiness, whatever it may be. The unmet need in that situation is community attachment, either way, you want to acknowledge what need is going unmet in the moment. And maybe this question is helpful too, you know, what would make this better? So what would help this feeling? And being intentional about listening and writing down what you really think would help, right? Step five, really good and important step, uh, find an outlet. So you can journal it, you can write it in your phone, you can text a friend, you can go work out, do something to help your body move around and get out of that state that is uncomfortable. Doing something physical <coughs> is going to help regulate your body, regulate yourself and pull yourself back into your window of tolerance. Okay. So those are the steps to feeling feelings. And this concludes part one of 
our feelings series here. Um, So just a quick, brief wrap up. Basically, feelings are foundational, right? We all have them. They are not any evidence of a moral lacking. Um, Emotions are emotions. Um, Emotions are in the Bible. Feelings are in the Bible, right? It's not a sin to notice an emotion, okay? There may be a sin to act on that emotion, okay, which is a different thing, and we're we're getting into that next time. But to notice a feeling in and of itself is not something that you're going to hell for. Okay. And lastly, there are things to do when you notice that you are feeling a feeling. Um, Don't forget to reference the window of tolerance chart and feelings chart if you need it. It's going to be in the comments. But I hope that you guys found this episode helpful. I hope that this gives you a good understanding foundationally of what a feeling is and what to do with it. I will see you guys next time in our next segment, Feelings 201. Until then, be well.